0: news views
1: opinions and attitudes there's actually uh intriguing talk you know they talk about the news and you have to respect them for that you're listening to right on radio
0: hey everybody welcome to right on radio this is a special saturday edition the tagline of the broadcast is live right in the real world We will not tell you how to live, but we will expose the real world to you, and you you decide how to live in that world. Today, we are definitely bringing you news, views, opinions, and attitudes, and man, do I have some attitudes when it comes to politicians, but I'm so glad that we have good Christian people just like Candace Taylor. Yesterday, we have a senator candidate today for the GOP. Christy, tell us about Josh Clark.
2: Well, Josh Clark used to be a patron of my store, Ambiance Interiors, in Swanee, Georgia. And Josh is just a regular guy who, when he comes to Miami, he reaches out and says, hi, I'm here. I didn't even know he was running for Senator, but the wise one said we needed to interview Josh because he has some breaking news because he reached out to my mother and he has a press release that he's going to release here today. But it's my understanding. Josh has also got a million dollar bet up with Herschel Walker.
0: And we got to hear about that. That's big news in itself, but I will say he's no ordinary man. At least he procreates more than most ordinary men. He has a beautiful family. Go to votejosh.com and have a look and take a look at some of his policy positions and everything. But without further ado, Josh Clark, welcome to Right On Radio.
1: Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Christy. And yes, Christy, I love your mother, Pamela. You both are awesome patriots and grateful to be on your show. And uh, we miss you in Georgia. We got to get you back.
2: You know what? I come back to Georgia quite frequently, but you know what? I was actually just talking to one of my good friends, Priscilla, this morning, and we were talking about land in Georgia, Josh. So right. there is a good possibility of that.
1: Good. Well, we but you're you're tuning
2: tomorrow. in you're you're tuning in today from your bus, right? With that's your, right. How many children?
1: We have six children, and we're on our Liberty bus. It's a bus we bought five years ago when I was traveling a lot at that in that season and we bought it so we could be together as a family and turned it into a leasing business. And now that I'm running for office, we donated it to the campaigns because we're crisscrossing the state of Georgia as a family, faith, family, family, and family
2: and you're campaigning together and meeting with the people, right?
1: That's right.
0: Yep. And and you know that's amazing that your your kids are such a big part of this because just logistically that's it's not easy to bring a big family but for them to be involved in the campaign this way and for them to put themselves in the spotlight even you know Josh that takes that takes a huge family effort and uh, and I saw your video on your website where you talked about having the family meeting and uh, and talking about the things that were important and everyone was uh, so involved that's very impressive sir.
1: Well, thank you. Well, there's a lot at stake. And uh, one of the one of the uh, strategies of the radical left is, is to destroy families. They know if they can destroy the family nucleus, then they can destroy communities, they can sh- destroy the country. And it's it's happening right in front of us. And it's it was part, as you said, of our family meeting. We talked about uh, what was happening to our country and how the Lord was leading my wife and I. And I told our kids, I said, if we're going to step up and do this, And uh, we want to hear from all of you because it's a family. If we do it, it's as a family. And I said, but if we're going to do it, we got to be willing to put our life on the line. Uh, We got to be willing to put everything that Lord has blessed us with on the line. And it's nothing more. First of all, when I gave my life to Christ, I surrendered everything, number one. Number two, I'm inspired by our founding fathers. who, When they signed the Declaration of Independence, and I read it to my kids, they pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. And I said, you know, people, too many people, are running for the wrong reasons, and especially to the U.S. Senate, you know, they they see this six-year term, they see this, I I mean, in fact, I'm disgusted by how people often describe, you know, it as the U.S. Senate, you know, this dream that they've had, this is where patriots need to go to take back our country, if they're willing to put everything on the line. So yeah, it was a big decision.
0: Yeah. it's, it
1: not sure it's
2: not easy to give up everything. Give up everything um, for especially for your children because, and not only that, but there's like a microscopic lens on top of them um, for them people waiting for them to make a wrong move. So, we're definitely going to be in prayer for you on that because it's not easy. It's kind of like the the pastor's kid, right? But instead, it's the senator's kid.
1: Well, I was a PK kid. So now, <laughs> yeah, now they get now they get it even even more challenging role, but you know, and I'm proud of them. We just got through, we're doing, of course, events all day long, and we're in the final stretch to the primary. And uh, they are all the way down to our seven-year-old Reagan. In fact, I was inspired to name her Reagan after one of my favorite quotes from President Reagan. He said, we're never more than one generation, freedom is never more than one generation from extinction. We don't pass it in the bloodstream. It's got to be fought for and defended, or else we'll be explaining to them what it was like when men were furry. And I will not have that conversation with them where they say, Dad, did you see what was happening? Yes, I did. What'd you do well, about it? I we together put everything on the line.
2: That's the reason, Josh, you know, when when the wise, when we call my mom the wise, when when she was, you know, talking about first of all, she found Candace, um Candace's campaign and um started reading up on everything, you know, with Georgia politics because, you know, she was very involved with Georgia politics when we were living in Georgia and you know all my grandchildren are in Georgia my cousins all you know and I see you know all their cute little faces and everything and I'm thinking if I don't do something they're going to be living in communism because their parents really don't realize it they don't realize what's really occurring in Georgia right underneath their noses and Candace man brought out even more than I knew yesterday and I'm sure that there's much more that you have to bring out in terms of when you reached out and said you know if that's, if you think that's something, wait till you see what I've got, because the people that you're running with, can you tell us about the people that you're running with?
1: Sure. So we have, there's six people in in this race and there's also in the midst of those six, there's one that probably most of your listeners have heard of. And he happens to be my childhood sports hero, Herschel Walker. So Herschel Walker is in this race and, um, it, it really scared a lot of people out of it. But if it weren't for something that God had just, it's a crazy story, how God got our attention um, and then confirmed it in crazy ways, people out of the blue from communist countries, you saw their country taken over. And then a guy in my church challenged me 10 minutes after the tears in my eyes, I had turned to my wife and said, I believe God is calling us to run now. And it took a lot longer for me to be willing to actually take the leap, but God just kept confirming that. So, but it was a big step to get in with Herschel, but then once I, we got into the race, we realized there was a lot more than meets the eye, you know, on, just at the surface level. Once we kind of looked into who are these people in the race, we realized, oh my goodness, like there is not only is our freedom and liberty on the line, I think, with this with this election, everything's riding on the line of this, but we realized the candidates in this race had some backgrounds that, uh were concerning once you look deeper. For example, we'll start with 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 Herschel, and I, and I want to be careful. I don't want to say anything that's not one hundred percent one hundred percent factual, and you know I want to do it in a respectful way. But I think we have to get to answer your question. I will. We got to get the truth out there because I don't want people saying afterwards, well, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me what was at stake? You know, that's that's my job in this race. So to answer your question, uh, Herschel, for one, he said the Constitution needed to be amended because of changing demographics. The video is on our YouTube channel. You can find it at votejosh.com. And he went further. He said it was written in this bygone era. And as he repeats himself several times, saying that we need to amend it, again, because of changing demographics. Like, what does that have to do with changing the constitution at this this time? Then he goes on to say, we need a progressive candidate who understands that. That I mean he's a great football player, He's going to make him a bad guy it just means we got to do our due diligence. Who are we sending in on this red wave or we could have more of the same?
0: Right? Well, let me interject there for a second, Josh, because there's, there's a couple of things that are very important to bring out here. Uh, the first is if, if people haven't noticed, we're in the midst of a color revolution. And when we talk about communism and things like that, uh, they don't, people don't realize how close the United States is to falling into this especially with what's happening in the World Health Organization this weekend and everything else, which is a separate note. We'll keep that for another day. But with Herschel, he's got celebrity, and he gets millions of dollars of free advertising from Fox News in particular. And so with those millions of dollars of advertising, he has not agreed to go into a public debate. And when you said you're going to put everything on the line with your family, Uh, including your riches and everything else like that, you've put together a $1 million challenge to Herschel. Please tell us about that.
1: That's right. So when my wife woke up Tuesday morning last week, she said, honey, I never would have thought that our country would change this quickly. And, And we were just talking about how, I mean, middle school students being charged with sexual harassment because they used supposedly the wrong pronoun, which they knew what was the right one. You know, you you can only, you can only, and that's why they want to indoctrinate our kids. But but my wife said it was so much on the line. She said, we got in this willing to put our, to lose everything if if God called us to give it all up in this. She said, you know what? We talked about this last night. What do you think? I said, I don't know. She said, you know what? I got up early. I've been praying about it. I'm all for, I'm willing to put our our home on the line. Now we're blessed. We have a a farm, a small farm and all. If we sold it, we could have a, pull out a million dollars cash to give to charity. She said, let's offer if Herschel will show up for the debate, we'll sell our home and give a million dollars to charities. So that has been our challenge to Herschel because he came from Texas and moved to Georgia. And and we love that. And he hasn't voted in 20 years. So he's voting for the first time and he has all this money coming, coming from Mitch McConnell flooding into the state because Mitch McConnell has endorsed him. And he he told me, he said, in fact, a while back, he said, Josh, I don't need to show up for debates. I have all this money. And I think that's just wrong. I think that you have to be accessible. We should be known as servant, Josh, right? We should be accessible to the people. And if you won't show up for a debate in the primary, how the heck are you gonna be ready to debate Raphael Warnock in November? And what if you're not ready? And so he's kind of taken the whole Biden strategy of hiding in the basement, rather than Trump's strategy, where he was open, accessible, never skipped any debates. He was right there with, the, you know, sparring with the press. And I, I think that's what the people deserve and want. And so yeah. that's why we put everything- well, I want to
2: ask you a question for the people who maybe don't follow politics at all. They don't even know what's occurring in Washington. Can you tell us, tell the people of Georgia who Mitch McConnell is and what he stands for? Because that's really important because, you know, they're not hearing this on mainstream media, Josh. And that's we can talk part. open freely here and you tell people what Mitch McConnell actually does, what he stands for and who funds him.
1: Well, and here's also to your point there as well. I just, just realized, you know, you have listeners all over the country. And so let, let me also frame up, if I may, why is this race in Georgia affecting? Why does it affect everybody? And that is, as as most of you probably realize, is that Biden, the, the Democrats, one party rule control everything in Washington, D.C. Everything. The House, the Senate, right? The presidency. Uh, thank God we have the Supreme Court. Thank God for that, right? Mm-hmm. But um, so with that being said, we all we need to do is win one U.S. Senate seat, we take back control of the Senate. So that's why this is, I think the most important race in this entire election cycle is who's going to win this U.S. Senate seat in Georgia. Pundits say this is the most likely seat to win if we all I think we all know this. If you have a true proven conservative that people are going to be excited to show up for. If you have a rhino, if you have somebody once it's all exposed and they find out also Herschel's book, by the way, that he wrote with, with a bunch of violent stuff in there. And, you know, I believe in forgiveness and redemption. Okay, and what
2: was that? Okay, you kind of cut out for a second. What was that? You okay. just said that.
1: He wrote Hershel? a book. Herschel wrote a book about his mental health challenges. And okay. I want to say for anyone suffering from mental health challenges, I think we should be compassionate. We should be forgiven, forgiving, understanding. But when somebody has all this violent behavior in their book, yeah, the Democrats are going to take all that and just beat him over the head which then means we could lose this U.S. Senate seat in November, what should be the most likely seat to win. We'll lose it when all this comes out. And back to your question, your point about what does Mitch McConnell have to do with that um, for your listeners. Mitch McConnell is the leader of the Senate. So he is the minority leader right now. When we take back the U.S. Senate, hopefully in this election, he expects to be, go back to be going from minority leader to the leader. And Mitch McConnell is someone you've probably heard Trump talk a lot about that mm-hmm. he is not a fan of and yet Mitch McConnell is sending tons of flooding our state with money into Herschel's coffers. So and he won't show up for debates. So is that-
2: Mitch McConnell's wife connected to the CCP? Is that Yes, she is. Thing? Yes, so they're connected to the CCP
0: directly. We call and her, her family owns a very large shipping thing in China. Listen, folks, uh, this is important. This isn't slanderous. We love the people of China, but we don't want the CCP controlling the United States of America.
2: Listen, the, the, CCP, uh, the, the CCP is the government of China. The Chinese people, I deal with the Chinese people every day in my business I love the Chinese people and you know what the Chinese people are concerned about this election so that is saying it is a national thing this is a global thing I spoke with someone who in Pakistan this morning that is saying please 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 you know they want they pray for my safety and these are even Muslims that pray for my safety because they know that I'm speaking out and they want me to speak out and they are online supporting me to be able to speak out because with a Christian message, by the way, and you know, they have said to me, you know, we believe in Jesus. There's like, evidently there's a whole myth of even that. I don't know what it is, but that part doesn't matter. They are really concerned about our freedom here because they say, you know, if the United States falls, they have no opportunity and no chance whatsoever so this is a real global thing and this is a global issue you know that not only you know my family being in Georgia but you know I, I think of these kids as my large family like overseas that they're, they're like you know are like hey yeah okay good you know we'll we'll, we're, we'll wait on you to do this interview so that you know before they even get their work task and they need to make money right I mean so they're they're it's everywhere. And so everybody needs to understand this. This is Mitch McConnell connected to the CCP. Number one, in my opinion, he needs to be replaced. That's my opinion, Josh. I'm not speaking for you. Um, but somebody like yourself needs to get in and be able to become speaker of the house and be a true patron who is not connected, who can't be bought, because these people have been bought and sold. They've sold their souls. And all you have to do is look at the money. And um, so, Josh, I don't know if you have anything else to say about Herschel and then we can move on maybe to the next candidate, because I know people do. We have a hard time understanding because they are seeing them promoted on mainstream media. And then by the time they. We, Jeff and I have announced like this who thing over a month ago. Okay, so we're very early on things, so early on to the point where people consider them conspiracy theories. They're not people. This is real. This is happening. So I hope that you'll believe it the first time you hear it and before you go to the ballot box.
1: So, yeah, yeah, excellent points. And as far as the other candidates, you know, there's a there's a lot of guys in the race, and you know, they're all nice guys, but they're, nice doesn't save America. Um, one one of the guys. Um, I appreciate his military service because we have a bunch of military in our family, 13 immediate, four of my brothers served on the front lines of Afghanistan with bullets literally flying by them, army ranger, green beret, right? But one of my candidates uh, is, one of the candidates in this race is a, a Navy SEAL. So I appreciate that. However, as we dug in further, we couldn't, some things that didn't make sense, how he had voted Democrat and then all of a sudden he switched right when our state switched and went Republican. Years ago. It's like, okay, well, I'm not going to hold that against you. Maybe you came to the light, but then there were other things that didn't make sense. And then we found out he was a member of the Council for Foreign Relations, which is a global elitist, deep state organization that Stacey Abrams, many of your listeners have probably heard about Stacey Abrams, Mm -hmm. who uh, fancies herself as the next president who is running for governor again in the state of Georgia. I served with her in the legislature, which I should probably back up for a moment just give a little bit of backdrop to like who am i um but but that's being a member of the CFR is very concerning um those are candidates that are groomed you know they are there's only 5000 members they are could sit in some of the highest seats around the world they are anti uh, secure borders they are they they were behind the NAFTA agreement you could go on and on so many of the things that that we as conservatives are very concerned about um, our national sovereignty and all. No, they're about a global, global one world. Jeff, you might speak to that.
0: Well, I I can sum it up. So the Council of Foreign Relations essentially is the policy think tank for the World Economic Forum, which people are becoming aware of right now, the World Economic Forum. And so when you have Stacey Abrams and this other candidate as members, look, they're members for life, folks. There's uh, there's not a lot of people who get out of it. uh, So that's very concerning. And the other thing is you have to remember when you have an agenda and you have a monopoly on power, which this particular club that you know happens to have a monopoly of power in uh, not only in the U.S. government, but in judges and things like that. Uh, how do you keep power? You put in controlled opposition. And when you have people with these suspect backgrounds, and just like Josh said, uh, we're all for forgiveness. We're all for redemption. Man, I've needed it. I still need more. But when someone's going into power, do politicians lie folks they say one thing and then they get in they do another thing have you seen this story before we need people to get in for the right reasons and i believe josh is getting in for the right reasons he has six kids and he wants freedom and he's a bible believing guy and that doesn't mean that we're going to force uh faith on it you know god says to love your neighbor And so we want to do that. Let's get to some kitchen table. Well, can I just say
2: one thing really quick, Jeff, for the people of Georgia, because I know Josh is probably going to share this interview. So World Economic Forum, I want to finish tying this up so that people really understand how this this Council of Foreign Relations affects them. Because the World Economic Forum is the one who started the pandemic. And yes, I'm calling it the pandemic. I have been kicked off of social media. If you do not believe me that it was a pandemic, go read Klaus Schwab's book called COVID 19, The Great Reset. Okay, he is the leader of the World Economic Forum. He is the one who started, along with Bill Gates, um, their agenda to mass vax everyone. They came out, they told us, these people are Satanists and we need to call them as they are. So anyone who is leading that organization or if you're in that organization, everyone needs to be aware of those people.
1: Yeah. Sorry. And can I Just before we get into the kitchen table issues, can I just quickly give a little backdrop for your listeners? Yeah, like, please you, do, Josh. We should have person. started there. No, that's okay. So these are serious issues. So I, I love just diving right in. But I, just for the listeners who don't, they're like, who is this guy? So I'm from, and I really, first of all, I think the best endorsement I can get is Christy saying I'm a, I'm a friend of her mother. So thank you. And I'm proud of that. <laughs> um, but I uh, grew up in Swanee, Georgia, where, where Christy has built some very successful, very successful business where I first got to know you. Uh, by the way, everybody loved to come to your place. <laughs> and I was, uh, I missed that. Anyhow, I grew up in that town, but I grew up back when it was a rural uh, area. I was the oldest of 10 children. Uh, my father was a pastor of a small church. And with 10 of us, I like to say we were the poor the poor talked about. Uh, my mother was a teacher who, God bless her, she decided to homeschool us. So I was a first generation of homeschoolers. And I was blessed to learn American family values, hard work, faith in God, serving others. And that really came about out of special necessity, you might say. My mother lost her health due to an accident, lost a kidney, a spleen, and an adrenal. And so as the oldest, you know, I wouldn't change this except for my mother's sufferings. But for me, this was really good for me. I learned life was not about me at an early age. Um, I had to step up, help raise my younger siblings, work, started companies, that, and contributed everything to my family, helped them buy their first house, gave helped them do that up until I was 20, gave all my earnings from the company. And you know what, it's nothing unusual. You know, I don't want anybody feeling sorry or thinking, wow, I want to point to the fact that every generation of Americans has had to rise to the occasion. And that's why the bus that we're in at the bottom says overcome together. I'm convinced that if we all step up, make the necessary sacrifices, we can save this country for the next generation, but it's gonna take coming together to do that. So when I got out of, uh, in my 20s, I volunteered to help turn this state conservative. Uh, I had asked my mother when I was six, what party are we, Republican or Democrat? She said, son, parties change, but principles remain. We support the party that supports life. And so, and she went on to explain other things as well. And so in my 20s, I was rolling up my sleeves, helping get constitutional conservatives elected that I felt were running for the right reasons. Fast forward at 30, I was challenged to run for office myself. I ran uh, for office in a, in a race that nobody thought I had a chance. I remember your mother supporting me. Um, in fact, that brings back, it just makes me so grateful because literally nobody thought I had any chance. And I always, always challenge people. I say, don't look around you for confirmation. If God calls you to do something, step up in obedience by faith and go all in. Because I'm um, thankful we were obedient. We ended up winning 70-30 in a landslide wow. of victory. And you and, know what, Josh?
2: Uh, I didn't even remember all of that. I mean, so, like, we all do so many things. And when you're not when no. you're not doing them for yourself, yeah. like, I forget even half the stuff. I, I, we, Mom sits typically over on the side of the interviews like she is right now to have remind me and jar my memory of the things that we've done. She has a better memory than me, by the way. the
1: day you well, You've done a lot of things, that's for sure. I've always admired you and your family oh. and your service. But yeah, so I served and then I term limited myself. I earned the Defender of Liberty Award. We helped pass the fetal pain bill. I crisscrossed the state with red tape re- regulation hearings, how we could remo- get government off of businesses' backs. And anyway, it was a great privilege Um, But I also learned that there's a difference, and you said this earlier, Jeff, there's a difference between those who say the right things on the campaign stump and those who actually step up and are willing to stand alone by themselves if necessary. And I remember that test for myself when I had to stand against the Speaker of the House. He called me up one day when they were trying to implement the non-affordable care act in Georgia, Obamacare, and I said no. And if I'm not for it, I'm gonna do more than vote no, I'm gonna go out there and try to kill it by talking, going to everyone's offices and educating them on the issue. So the speaker was, let's just say, he was angry. So he calls me up and he says, who do you think you are that's tail wagging the dog? You need me to get elected. And I said, Mr. Speaker, in all due respect, I said, when I get home at night, and to me, this is what public service should be, so help me God. But I said, Mr. Speaker, in all due respect, when I get home at night, I need to know that I fought for the next generation right? To me, that's what a statesman does. It's not yep. about the next election. It's about the next generation. And then you let the cards fall wherever they may. You just trust God. You trust the voters. If you're supposed to go back, great. If you're not, great. You get to come home. <laughs> so right. uh, but then I secondly, I said, and when I lay my head on the pillow at night, this is exactly what I told him. I said, I need a clear conscience between me and God. I said, and after that, I try to be a team player where I can to get things done that are good for our country. And so then That's how I served. And then I term limited myself and I came home. So that kind of brings us where we are today. I've been out of government for eight years. I thought I was done. I'd always (laughs) say, I've done my duty. Now it's your turn. But then God called me back and here we are because we've got to step up right now. And I I think in the U.S. Senate, we need somebody who we don't have to roll the dice on. We need somebody who can look at their track record. Are they dependable? Are they faithful by God's grace? And will they actually... Fight for the next generation. Yeah, exactly. That's what we are today. And and it doesn't
2: discriminate.
0: Yes. One of the most important functions of the U.S. Senate is the voting people into different positions, like Supreme Court justices, uh, like, you know, Homeland Security. And when we look at, you know, for instance, Homeland Security right now, we look at the person who's in there. It's the Homeland Insecurity Agency. And so, you know, as would you, you would not, would you cave to the pressure? Would you vote for someone like that to toe the party line? Is the party more important than your personal ethics?
1: And I call it the Homeland Tyranny. Um, I mean, what they're doing with the Disinformation Board, I know they just got forced supposedly to dismantle that, but uh, I don't even trust that. That's Um,
0: temporary. Trust me.
1: Exactly. Um, Absolutely. You know what? We've got to put my front of this bus that I'm in right now. It says faith, family, freedom. To me, those are the three things that we all must be willing to fight for and even die for our faith, our family and our freedom. And that's why, you know, earlier we talked about the $1 million challenge. That's why we put it on the line, said we'll sell our home, you know, because to me, freedom is not free. And again, directly to your, your question, no, I will never put party ahead of God and country. So, so. I wanna
2: clarify that I want to clarify that million dollar challenge because as I understand you you said that you were gonna give a million dollars if he would just show two charities, if he would just show up to a debate. That's it. Two, That's debates, right? two debates two debates. Yep. That's it. That's all he has to all do. Is he to to, and he won't show up to two debates for you to no. give a million dollars to charity that alone should tell people a lot. I mean, number one, he should go to the debates anyway. Like you were saying, he should go to the debates anyway. And, you know, I mean, you shouldn't be, you should be able to debate these people, but they won't because they know that they don't even know about the issues because there's a puppet master over here stringing them along, telling them what they're going to do. So speaking of that, Josh, you know, Jeff had a really good point. Can you touch on more that a US Senator does? Because I think, you know, we see this on paper, you go to the polls, you pencil in your little thing. And can you tell everybody like what some of the duties are that would really matter to them? What does the US Senator do? Why does it matter?
1: Well, for one, think about the Supreme Court that we know is critical. um, And they too many of our Supreme Court justices have greatly disappointed us. And they've started writing law rather than in, in, interpreting the law. They are they become, uh, we, now the best Supreme Court justice we have right now, in my opinion, there's there's several great ones, but Clarence Thomas from Georgia, an wow. originalist, contextualist, yep. love him. Um, but that's one of them that's very important. And we've already seen Republican senators cave on that and actually vote for Ketanji Jackson, which is an absolute nightmare. I mean, talk yeah. about, you know, preying on youth. What I mean, you could go on and on. Can't can't define a woman. I mean, just goes on and on. That's unbelievable. So we need somebody to stand firm. Um, but also, some of the issues that are at stake for for this senator when they get there, when I get there, Lord willing, and get the privilege of serving my state, is we've got open borders that are literally killing our youth right now. You know, number one cause of death now 18 to 45 is drug overdose, and much of that's fentanyl. I was just down in Savannah on the coast of Georgia, and officers were telling me that it is a serious issue. It's one of their greatest fears because they've already, they know officers who have been killed by just a pin drop of exposure to fentanyl accidentally, bam, you can be dead. You know, but Uh think about it's killing our youth. And then, and much of that's coming from China, and it's very purposeful, it's very intentional. China through through Mexico. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, through Mexico. From China, across the southern yeah. border, it's a national security risk. A hundred and sixty-four countries, we have people coming from across the border. Many of those terrorist countries, we've got sex trafficking. I have four daughters Hold on, with
2: guns. Right, they're coming across the, they're coming across our border with guns, and I can't carry a gun on a plane with me yep. to go inside our own country.
1: Yep. Yeah. If you can't destroy, if you can't steal an election, which that, which they did, Georgia was stolen. Um, that's a whole nother conversation. I was warning people before it ever happened. All I knew of
0: 2020 that. was. What's that? All of 2020 was. Yeah. Without yeah. a steal doubt.
1: Steal the, I mean, watch watch 2,000 Mules, right? Number one, you try to steal the election. Number two, you indoctrinate the children. You steal, you, and by the way, very pers- purposeful. Them, the, the gender bred man, introducing all these gender confusion before the fourth grade, right in the curriculum they say, we have to introduce this before the fourth grade because by then they're more or less set in their gender. I mean, they're literally, it is so intentional. And yet we are often blind until we w- awake, wake up. And then, third, if you can't steal it fast enough by stealing the election, indoctrinating the children, you just flood the border, flood the border, and you can do it immediately. Yes. So when I get there, I have to make that the number one thing because that is the biggest, the biggest risk right now. And yet we're sending. billion over to Ukraine. We care about their borders. And it's not that I'm not rooting for them and we don't love seeing a country fight for their freedom. But it's like, wait a minute, if you don't take care of your own family, you take care of your own Southern border, take care of that. And by the way, they're not getting a dime from me until they secure the Southern border. If you can't save our country, don't even talk about anything else because that's that's the first thing. I mean, first thing, what, what do you ask? You know, my wife will say, did you lock the front door? You know, did you take care, did you secure our family? Okay, great. Now go save everybody else. Yeah, we're last. Our youth are killed. I mean, it makes me mad. Josh,
0: I might not have another uh, opportunity to talk to a Senator. So I'm going to tell you, I have unconventional information sources. The border is much worse than you think. It's much worse than the numbers that are being reported. We know that there's a food shortage coming. These people from 165 countries that are coming in, many of them are intentional bad dudes. just say that. Yes. When Americans are starting to get starved out, that's when these people are going to be activated. And it's going to make it look like the Americans are in chaos. It's going to be just like the, the BLM riots and stuff like that, but on steroids. But then on top of that, here's where the fentanyl comes into play. They're going to drop it on things like gas pumps. You go to pump up your car, it goes into your skin. I'm telling you, this is the plans of the enemy right now. It's invasion from within. The border is the biggest thing right now that has to be solved. And this is really important. So I encourage you to go on that issue very strongly. Maybe not repeat the things that I've just said, because they're my words, not yours. Uh, But I'm telling you, take it seriously. It's, it's that bad.
2: Yeah. And research, I would say research with border agents because there are border agents here in Miami that I have, you know, thought, you know, I'm going to just spot check myself, you know, as I'm coming through border control sometimes and they will validate even more um, More than you want to know, catch and release um, for two year olds. I mean, it's very, very serious. And, um, I know Candace will have some amount of, I, w- I don't want to say control, but she will have some powers over the um, Atlanta airport, um, which are extremely important. I mean, all these issues are super important. And the other thing that's really important, too, is speaking of elections, wasn't there an issue where in New York and other areas where local elections are now being infiltrated by illegal aliens? Absolutely. I vote. mean, this is real. They're letting illegal aliens vote. On um, well,
1: Arizona, they took up a bill, a bill passed. I'm simply saying what I would think would, should be the obvious, that you have to be a citizen to vote in the election. Guess how many Democrats were willing to go along with that and vote to help pass it? Zero. Wow. Not, a, not a single one. If that doesn't tell you where that party is at, and it's not to say that Republicans always get it right either. You know, we got to be careful that we don't send rhinos in that just go along with the Democrats. But it's it, this is serious. Absolutely. It, I, it, I think they're, they're the
2: infiltrating with they're, they're, they're infiltrating within where we everybody really needs to know the law of war and how things are. So and, and endorsements, you know, I didn't even understand this whole endorsement thing of sometimes endorsements are done to divide and conquer to give the grassroots person the opportunity to win. So I'm going to say this to my audience of people who may be wondering who they, they turn around and tell me, well, I don't want to divide the vote. And this person endorsed this person. I'm like, they did that for a reason. If you know, we've been told time and time again, President Trump, who never, never conceded, said we are at war, the greatest war in all of history, greater than World War II. He said, probably greater than World War II. I don't want to I don't want to take his exact words, but similar. We've been told over and over and over again, and he keeps repeating this snake poem. Because he's letting people know it's the snake coming over. It's the snake that's gonna bite you. It's the snake that's slithering its way in. He's doing everything he can to keep the peace um, and avoid civil war, which that's what they're trying to do, like in areas like Pakistan. I confirmed that this morning pakistan they're each each side is trying to start civil war they're trying to get the people to fight each other i'm telling them don't fight whatsoever talk to your neighbor stay calm they're just trying to row, you know they're trying to they, they're trying to do the uh, the extremist against the non-extremist against the christians they're trying to it's just divide and so conquer.
0: they've been ways. doing it for thousands of yeah. years
2: but that's what they're trying to do. But that's even what they're trying to do in Georgia politics. People need to understand that. That's what they're trying to do. So if if I were a voter and I were voting in Georgia, I would go with my heart and what I see and the Good discernment point. that God has given, not for any endorsement from any man. Okay. And then I would take videos like this and I would download them for people like Josh and I would hold them accountable. I would that's hold great. Josh accountable for everything that he has said that he is going to do for me. Okay. Right. And if he doesn't do it, I'd pick up the phone and call him. I would aggravate him. I would ride in front of his house. And, and I guarantee you, at least you have somebody to listen to. And Josh, you may have, you know, other, that's just my, if I were a voter, that's what yeah. I would be doing because I know what, what other people are saying, you know, they're telling me, even regarding Candace, they're so confused. They, you know, because Trump has endorsed Purdue and, you know, and in your case, I don't know if Trump's is still endorsing yeah. Herschel Walker. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that's very confusing for people. But the reality is we are at war. And, you know, I believe he is in making these endorsements to expose the people.
0: Yeah, well, Dr. Oz, who's terrible. Like, you know, these endorsements, people don't go by the endorsements. Trust me. Go by your heart. Exactly like Christy said. But Christy, I know we have limited time. I want to get into some kitchen table issues. And I want to get into some ones that no one else is going to ask a senatorial uh, candidate. This is
2: going to be
0: good. Jekyll Island is part of Georgia. That is where the Federal Reserve was birthed. The Federal Reserve is a privately owned corporation and the IRS is a privately owned corporation that is only the collection agency for the privately owned Federal Reserve that owns all of the money of the United States and prints it off on demand. So first of all, would you be in favor of going to a U.S. currency, and getting rid of the federal reserve. I know that's not your choice, but would you be willing to sign a bill if someone was to put forth?
1: Oh, absolutely. And,
0: and are you gonna keep spending money that we don't have?
1: And it's called the beast from Jekyll Island for a reason. It, it's the beast, it's the beast, um, absolutely. And speaking of spending money we don't have, now, that's one of my biggest things, Um, As a former state legislator, I served on appropriations and I was a proud budget hawk. Um, You know, I I told you how I grew up. So I know the difference between needs and wants. In fact, I made a rule for myself in high school that I would never walk past a penny without picking it up if I saw it. And sometimes I pick up some pretty grungy, yucky pennies. I'm like, oh, but anyway, I won't break won't break the rule. But you know, but that just has to be our mindset. If we're not faithful in that, which is little, we won't be faithful in much. And we are now just wasting billions and trillions of dollars. And quite frankly, we're stealing that from our children's future earnings. Yes. And to me, that is something when we stop and really think about it, what parent would ever go take a loan out on their children's future earnings? Yeah. Right. And our grandchildren's future earnings. I mean, how absolutely selfish is that? that. I mean, that would be the worst parent ever. And yet so, we're, that's literally what we're doing. So, yes.
0: I'm a broken record on this issue. Um, One of the things that's been on my heart for years is stewardship, Josh. And just looking in the new Testament alone, and I apologize to my audience. I say this all the time, but the mockingbird media gets away with it. We're going to (laughs) in the new Testament. Heaven is mentioned 215 times. Faith is mentioned 218 times. Stewardship principles are mentioned 2,085 times. What is God telling us?
1: I wrote that down. That's good. I knew it was a lot, but wow.
0: Yeah. Yep. So more than 10 times the amount of faith in heaven, stewardship. And, you know, going right back to Genesis, what did God call us to do? It's to steward this earth. And, and that's why I commend you so much, sir, for, getting up it's it really is a personal sacrifice to run for public office uh you're you're going against demons and you know literally <laughs> against demons and you know i often call the uh, the parties the Uniparty because uh, a lot of it is controlled opposition and it's time that we the people take it back and i think you're that you're one of those people and i i appreciate you stand up for your freedom and for families, by the way, you probably gave more f words on this program than anyone.
2: <laughs>
1: hey, family freedom, yes, sir. <laughs> I
2: always say we like the f words.
1: That's right. I love that. I love I love how you said that. Yeah, I follow that. So, yeah.
0: what? Uh, what? If If you were to wrap up and just give the major points, and by the way, uh, please, uh, if, if you, you know, tell people where they can donate. Uh, how they Wait, I have one you. question,
2: Jeff, before yes. we let Josh go. You said offline that Herschel Walker told you something. And oh, yeah. Very racist. Yeah. And I'm wondering, I know you don't want to, and I'm pushing, yeah. but I think you need to let the people know. Will I think this is
0: important, Josh. Yeah. Break some news.
1: Yeah, well, let me start with, uh, let me go to Herschel for next, second. First, there's a guy named uh, Kelvin in the race. And every time he speaks, he always talks about how he whiteboarded what we need in the next U.S. senator, which is great. I'm a businessman, so I love the whiteboard. But But one of the things he says is we need a black guy to run against a black guy or else you can't talk about social issues. And he says this every time. And I just... I just, I keep thinking about Martin Luther King's words every time he, every time he says it, you know, where he said, you know, one day I have a dream that my children will be judged by their character and not by the color of their skin. And that's called, that's identity politics, which the left is all about, and it's destroying our country. And, and I was listening to Dr. Ben Carson last night, who I read his book as a child, he had, had a huge impact on me. And he was talking about that very thing about identity politics. And how destructive it is and how it's about dividing and destroying our country and i woke up this morning i thinking about it i thought you know it's so insidious like it's it wants to we see it all around us and we have to reject it or else it is that poison that will that will destroy everybody it'll destroy this for everybody everybody you know regardless of the melatonin in your skin right we're all one family this morning i was reading genesis 127 God created us in His own image, in His own image He created them, male and female created he them, and so when I travel around the world, I see everybody's just like distant cousins, and, yes. and it makes the world feels so small. I love it. But so in this race, we just, We're we're just. In fact, it's the first radio radio show um, that I've that I've announced this on, shared this. But yeah, this morning I just felt convicted that you know what, I needed to step up and call it out. It's not okay. It's not okay to endorse. Identity politics. And so not only has he done it, but, but Herschel has done it as well. I was talking to Herschel two weeks ago yeah. and he said, Josh, are you ready to call people the N word? And I'm like, I just like stunned. And I'm like, he's like, you heard me. Are you he ready? Told to he, he, told he told me had to N-word. call
2: people the N word in order to yeah. get elected?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he said, I, I'm willing to do that. And I said, I don't, I said, and then I said, Herschel, I don't believe that you have to call people derogatory, um, racial slurs like that in order to get things done. I believe, you know, I, I, that, and so, I mean, this more of this identity, you have to be, you you have to be a black to be able to call out a black. That's not true anymore than it's, it's, it's a lie to say that you have to be white to run against Senator Ossoff in four years. And by the way, we need somebody to do that in four years because we have two Democrat us senators. Ossoff is a white guy. I'm sick and tired of this always talking about the pigmentation of somebody's skin. One of the first campaigns I worked on was Melvin Everson's campaign, a dear friend of mine. And, you know, he's been a mentor to me in in many capacities. And he said, um, he said, Josh, it should be about the qualifications, not the pigmentation. And so, yes, we've called that out today. And I just said, you know what, if I don't do this, because we're all afraid to say certain things, you know, we're afraid to call out you know, um, men competing against women. Like, what if I lose my job? What if I'm no longer employable? I told my kids when we ran, I said, you know what, listen, I may never be able to have a corporate role again. And we got to be okay with that. Our founding fathers were when John Hancock, which is the, you know, the John Hancock signature you always hear about big and bold, the biggest of them all. Guess what? He was the wealthiest of them all too. And he died in a debtor's prison. So do we love everyone, everyone in this country enough to be willing to stand up, each and every one of us? Now, God may not be calling you to run for U.S. senator, but maybe you need to speak up in another way, lovingly and boldly and unashamedly. You know, maybe you're called to help us in this campaign. Speaking of Jeff, you inviting me to give out the website. It's Vote be, yeah. Josh. Yeah, thank you. VoteJosh.com. Right now, we're in the final few days. And every dollar's going None of it's going to consultants. None of it's going to salaries. All of our volunteers, they are sacrificing. They're volunteering. It's I've never seen a race like this. Um, And it's just humbling to be a part of. But there are patriots across this country. And so every dollar you give right now is going towards helping us get our ads out. And ten dollars, you know, fifty dollars, one hundred. If you can give if somebody's able, they give twenty nine. We need it right now. We've got to make sure we're going to get into the number two spot. You might say number two. Well, you want to be number two. Herschel's dropping like this. I'm going like this. We want to get him in a runoff in Georgia. In Georgia, if you have under 50%, you go into what's called a runoff with the second place candidate. The second place candidate always wins. Always wins. So we're really excited about this. And that would force the debate. Oh, at that point, you bet.
2: Well, and this is one thing I want the people of Georgia to know, because, you know, uh, black people have been suppressed for so long. And you know what? If they actually cared about black people, Clarence Thomas is from Georgia and he's one of the smartest men I know. And yes. same with Dr. Ben Carson. And guess what? I bet you not a single black person in Atlanta has heard from them or have been they have not been invited into their communities. I guarantee you Stacey Abrams has not invited any either one of those two gentlemen into no. those communities, because let me tell you something. Those are two very strong men. And matter of fact, people ask me, there are two people that men. that yeah. if I could have dinner with and people wanted, Clarence Thomas is one of those people. Okay. Me too. Because that's how that's how strongly I feel about Clarence Thomas. They did a documentary on him. That documentary was suppressed. So if you think if you think that they are trying to not play a race card in the opposite way, you guys need to go watch that documentary and listen to his words. And let me tell you, he rose to the top and he rose really fast. They thought they were going to be able to control him, but they couldn't. Thank you
1: know, God. Know we get, if we'll speak the truth and speak it in love, you know, we don't need to worry about the color of skin to get things done. No. Um, first of all, the election was stolen in Georgia anyway, it's, but it's not about the, now the, the Democrats. Definitely. It's all about that. It's all about, you know, the pigmentation of your skin, but as, Conservatives, it should never be about that. and it's not been about that. You know, it doesn't matter what color you are, it's about who is the most qualified. And you know I recognize though that it, it really it, it can be effective because it kind of it's insidious the way it sneaks up. I mean I would have I would have people come up to me and say, now Josh, you're obviously the most qualified. You're the only one who has served in the legislature. You term limited yourself, you came home, you're ready to go. We know who you are. You'll be ready. You go to work to fight for the next generation from day one, but but you're you know you don't have enough mel- melatonin in your skin, enough pigmentation. We're, we're not sure. sure. Do we need to elect a black guy to so beat a black guy? It's like, no. Martin Luther King Jr. said. I'll say it again. I have a dream. My children be judged by their character, not by the color of their skin. So on the Republican side, Republicans and independents, that's not how they think. And I've had yeah. a couple of black people come up to me and say, "Josh, don't listen to that." That's That's right. Right. This out
0: soon. Right. The but, average but, yeah. person doesn't buy into this whole narrative. No. Just because it's big... pushed over and over does not mean it's true. Most people know that. Listen, America is not a racist country. No. You, and we all work together. We go to school together. It's not a racist country. It's fabricated. And so, I'm glad you didn't buy into it. And it's Maybe very it's disappointing bad. that Herschel Walker would try to bait you into that. And, uh, you know, if and by the way, Herschel, if you want to come on this program and defend that, I'd love to host a debate between you and Josh. The yep. offer's open.
2: Me too. Jeff, we'll even fly to Atlanta or somewhere to host it for them, won't we?
0: I would do it live. Absolutely.
2: And, and then, Josh, I bet you would also go into any projects that want to invite you there too, right? Yeah. When
1: I ran 12 years ago, I love going. We're, we're, we're all one family. You know, it reminds me, I was standing in line for Jerk Chicken one day. And I turned to the guy beside me and I said, so how are you connected? And he said, oh, I'm family. What about you? Oh, I'm sorry. He said, I'm married. What about you? I said, oh, I'm family. He said, what? You mean you married in? I said, no, sir, I- I'm family. And I just let it sink in for a minute. And then I can tell he's looking at me like, "Ah, oh, you got the wrong skin pigmentation to be family. And uh, I, so I let it sink for a second. And I said, sir, you know, if we believe a biblical count." That God created us, then we're all one family. You see it differently. It makes the world seem so much smaller and you know, we treat one another differently. And he said, I never thought about it like that. I like that. I agree with you. So spread <laughs> yeah. that message. That's awesome.
0: All right. And Josh, I want to give you, I want to give you the final word, final pitch uh to the audience. Uh please take as much time as, as you want.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. And I just would ask you all. Please continue to pray for this country. Please ask, you know, pray, what what can you do? What you know, Each of us doing our part can make a world of difference. There's a quote that my sister shared with me 20 years ago, and it says, never doubt that a small, even a small group of thoughtful and committed people can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. So I'm going to ask you, wherever you are, stay involved, keep listening to the show, keep educating yourself, keep reading, but don't just absorb we got to do let's get out there and let's do something with it and i know that's jeff's and christie's that's their motive that's their desire and together if we do that we can make a world of difference and so i'm going to ask you if you're able to wherever you are this race will affect the entire country because as a u.s senator you vote on issues that in, uh, impact everybody from coast to coast north to south the entire country right as a u.s senator and even though only the people in georgia can vote for me you, a you know people in Georgia B you can make sign up go to votejosh.com and click on get involved you can make phone calls this weekend um, you can uh, make a contribution that would make I mean we really need help um, Chelsea and I' have emptied out our accounts literally we're putting it all on the line we could really use your help if you're able to but don't feel guilt like you have to everybody's you know everybody's at different seasons you know some families are really asking themselves can they turn the AC on this summer? because of inflation, because of you know our, our the disaster, the Biden disaster right now. And so trust me, I, I'm, not, I'm not putting guilt on anybody, but whatever God calls you to do, just get involved together. We can make a difference and save this country. Follow us on social media. Even that's a big help. You know, you go to votejosh.com, you can find across the top of the page. And we're also on all the Many of the other ones as well, as well like Truth Social. You can find us there, Josh Clark, GA. Um, but we could use your help there. Like it, share it, and we're also giving away AR-15s every week, so people can earn an <laughs> AR-15. Yeah, we to right, a- Can that can
2: I- that go to a Florida resident?
1: Well, that doesn't.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: resident. Good question. It's only go to,
2: gonna go to your voters. I'm just kidding. I was just gonna sign up and see if I could get get an AR-15. We might we might need them here. For too long, if the if the border right. keeps flooded. No,
1: so. but you can yep. share our post, christy You can share. Yes, our
2: post. absolutely. You know what? That's what mm-hmm. I was going to encourage everybody to do. Like Josh said, share it with at least ten people. Ask them to share it with their Georgia friends. Ask them to reconsider their vote. Mention law of war. Uh, mention Geneva Convention because it is very difficult to understand. But for those of you who trust me, you trust me in that that's what's happening right now. I know it's very difficult to see. I know it's difficult to see these in, through the endorsements, but right on radio, we endorse Josh Clark.
0: Thank you. Oh, I haven't given my final word yet, Chris. Yeah,
2: <laughs> well, sorry. Patrick's Perspective endorses Josh Clark. <laughs> sorry, Joe.
1: Jeff, <laughs> I'd love to earn your endorsement, sir. Thank you for yeah. having me on the show. Let, let me
0: let me tell you this before i give my final word i have never done this for another man on this show before He's right. He's right. He's right. because you're fighting for faith family and freedom so you are right absolutely uh i do endorse josh and I want to just give out a special message for our listeners in this. Uh, we had Candace on, who was obviously a dynamic person, a person who cares and she's running for a very powerful office. Well, so is Josh. And, you know, if you can contribute to his campaign, I'm going to ask you to do that. Uh, you can do it from out of state. I don't know if you're aware of that, but you can do it from out of state. You can make phone calls, but most of all, you can pray. And this is going to be a call to prayer. And uh, I know people from, uh, we have a prayer every Saturday night on our Telegram channel. It's open. It's called our Singapore Poor Prayer Celebration. It's on our Right On Radio Telegram channel. I'm going to ask specifically for prayer for Josh, his family, Candace and her family, and so we can take our country back. It's really important that God has called these people. And don't think that Josh is an underdog. God has called him. He's not an underdog. Think of David and Goliath. It's a simple stone, right? It's a simple stone. Get him into a debate. One word can change the entire election. So you got to go with your heart. I'm not telling you how to vote. You make up your own mind. But go with your heart. Don't think you're going to split votes or anything like that, as Christy said. It's very important. Donate get off the couch, take some action. If you're in Georgia in particular, call and request some signs, whatever you can do, get in it, get in it now. Do not delay. And, uh, and please do pray. And uh, I have to do this because Josh, just like you're fighting for freedom, I'm fighting for freedom too. And if you want to fight for freedom along with us, create our own Christian economy uh, that we can go out and bless the world uh, by buying American all good stuff by American Family Owned. Go to MyLibertyStand.com and see how you can get involved. You don't want to miss it. Josh, sir, you have been a pleasure to be on here. I pray blessings over your family, and uh, I'm praying you into that uh, that Senate seat, sir.
1: Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Christy. It's great to be I'm with you I'm praying
2: you in with such faith, Josh, that there is no runoff. Literally, I've just seen that. I don't know. Let's let's get on it. Everybody share. Share with at least 10 people. Come on, let's do this. Let's, let's not put any more stress on Josh's family because that's another thing. And that's one thing we can do is not stress your family out anymore and just well, put Christy, you in the seat the first time.
1: Thank you. You know, you're making me think of something that uh, won't take up any more time, but go check out my Facebook page and read the story of this knife right here that says trust on it. And the story is unbelievable how God gave us this word and how, and we open the blade up is Proverbs three, five, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and check out the story. It's unbelievable. Just a God story. So, amen. Thank you. You guys have been encouragement. Appreciate it. Keep up good work.
0: Thank you. Thank so you remember, God. love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself and make a difference in your community by helping Josh.
2: That's right.